0: Welcome to the Grailcast, your executive briefing on privacy, top line privacy insights from the voice of your peers. Today, we're thrilled to welcome another industry leader in security, Kevin Page, CISO at Flexport. Welcome, Kevin.
1: Thanks, Daniel. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we've been chatting over the last few weeks, but uh, yeah, love a, love a brief intro, if you wouldn't mind, of just your background, and then we can get
1: right into it. Happy to give a quick background. Yeah, I mean, um, so I've been doing this for a long time um, when it comes to security and, uh, in general. Um, you know, I like to say that, um, you know, I've kind of been a defender, um, you know, I guess <laughs> a blue person, a security professional, um, like my whole work in life, uh, which is like 27 or 28 years at this point. I've been doing it that long because I originally when I what kind of first put me down the path was uh joining the Air Force when I was 18. When I joined the Air Force, um, they uh decided that I should do law enforcement. And I've always had a propensity towards um computers and 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 really kind of like a, a passion to learn. And uh, you know, even when I was doing law enforcement for the first five years that I was in the in the military, um, you know, I was always ended up working on computer crimes cases or investigations on computers or just the computer guy like, Hey, you know, we got a virus or hey, we got, we got a thing or, or, you know, back then it was, you know, there wasn't, you know, windows for work groups, I think was first came out and, you know, everything was still DOS or whatever. So even when we're using a computer, all, all, you know, whatever, what was a word star or some of these old where you had to, you know, know the keyboard sequences in order to do anything. And, uh, there's first kind of original networking stuff. So, I started doing, you know, a lot of that stuff while I was, you know, before I was even, you know, in computers and, I guess I had that propensity and while I was in the military, they moved me into computer operations and, um, you know, kind of similar thing. So as I got into computer operations, they were like, Hey, you used to do security and defense. And then they're like, Hey, you, you go install firewalls. I was like, well, that's not quite what I used to do. Um, you know, they were like, <laughs> they're like, Hey, here's some wireless access points, go install them. And then, uh, you know, go make sure they're secure. Uh, use a VPN device to make sure it's secure. I was like, Oh, what's a VPN? Like, ah, oh, you figure it out. Right? So, and then we, you know, being in the in the government and the military, right? You're you know kind of uh, constantly under attack, especially back then, right? So uh, I got the opportunity and, and resources to put my hands on some interesting um, you know defensive tools when it comes to uh, making sure you know all the wireless uh, you know is secure on our on the on air force bases. First off, I
0: just want to thank you for your service. I feel like it's so often not appreciated, but during these times, I, I appreciate it more than ever. So definitely want to thank you for that. You took that leap right? Over a decade in the, the military, commercial obviously is very different. What led you down that path? And then w- what have you sort of seen as you've gone down that path? And what's been a surprise as you've ventured into the, the commercial sphere?
1: Yeah, um, great question. The, you know, it's it's kind of probably gonna be a little bit of a funny response, but you know, what ventured me in it is I was working in the Bay Area as a government employee and I had lots of friends um, at that company. They were making right. way more money than me. <laughs> I saw that
0: coming once you said there was friends in the Bay Area. That was, that was a quick lift.
1: But the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, when it comes to security and the, and the protection of resources, um, you know, it, it's it's not that different. However, the big surprise, I guess, like that when you're in a government and you have resources and, and uh, you know, and the security is is made a, uh, I mean, not that you could tell by a lot of the things that happen in the government, but I mean, the resources and the, uh, and the uh, you know, are, are there and available to leaders. Now, whether they use them correctly, that's another thing, right? Right. But in the commercial world, it wasn't like that, right? There was just not a understanding of the types of attacks that are happening. Like right now, there wasn't uh, an understanding of, kind of what I what 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 you would call kind of basic security hygiene um, and just the amount of knowledgeable people um, in security um, seemed less, right? In the government, there was lots, right? Like I was working with um, you know, a lot of people that were very knowledgeable, had been doing it a long time because you know, in the government, we've been doing security um, you know, on, uh, on uh, you know, before the term cyber was, was coined, but we, we've been doing security for a long time. And uh, you know, unless you're in a, you know, a large Fortune 500 company that had, that had been hacked and been breached, right? I mean, most of the commercial companies didn't start their security programs until after a major event, right? That was, that's kind of, the, nice. kind of the sad truth you know, from a surprise perspective it was really just that, uh, you know, kind of lack of understanding. Um, you know, so I had to do a lot of education on, uh, on risks, uh, and what could happen and what is happening. Uh, and then showed up evidence of people trying to do that to us. Um, so that, uh, so that it was easier to get budget and resources. That was probably the biggest surprise. Um, just total yeah. like oblivious to what's, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's happening. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that was probably my biggest surprise. Um, but, uh, I also saw it as a major opportunity, um, you know, to uh, to help. Right. Yeah, that's
0: great. So, I mean, I guess switching gears a little bit, right? So, there's there's obviously an interplay between privacy and security. We see this a lot. I mean, that's how we we met each other a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, how do you see global companies today leading with privacy? It's obviously for some folks they're looking to to drive competitive advantage. But how, how do you how do you see that given your experience?
1: Yeah, I think it's been super interesting um to to kind of watch what's happened even just the last couple of years, right? And I and I think that uh I mean I, I honestly think that uh GDPR was a driver of a lot of the things that we see today, right? Because uh in Europe, when uh where people started saying like, hey, your personal information uh in the protection of it is a basic human right. We in the US didn't think that, all right. And uh but I think that once you started to really understand and see what's going on, you're like, hey, these guys are right. Like our personal data is our personal data and we should know what's happening to it and we should have a say in who's using it and why they're using it. Right. So we can say that, you know, a bunch of politicians, you know, maybe they went a little overboard by telling people how to, how to protect their data, um, right. you know, because some of it you know, doesn't really make a lot of sense and, uh, you know, and probably isn't, isn't the best advice. But it's coming from a good place with good intent, um, you know, and uh, the and the idea behind it is is fantastic. And I think that uh, kind of probably the areas that I see is when privacy is like an entire legal thing, um, right? Because, yeah, privacy are, are laws about how to protect personal information. But at the end of the day, if we're saying that uh, privacy and protection of our information is a basic human right, then it should just be a data security issue, right? Like we should... You know, if you always encrypt your data, you always have good authentication, authorization, access, auditing, your confidentiality, your integrity um, are, are in a good spot, you know, and you've got those fundamentals in place, um, you know, which you should, um, and you think about it um, from the beginning of when you're building a system instead of uh, at the end when you're worried about getting, you know, sued or fined by a government right. or a state agency. Um then I think it puts you in a great place. and I really think that's how people need to look at it, right it's It's a uh, like privacy may be laws, however, uh, the protection of personal information is a data security issue and, and an information security issue. and uh, you know and we we need to put the right controls and the right technologies in place um, and the right mindset um, when we build systems. and uh, if we do that, um, I think privacy just becomes a footnote uh, in the future. Yeah, that's super interesting.
0: A question that we ask. Every speaker, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to know what you read or where you go or, you know, what are your sort of top three sources that that you use as a security pro? And if anything related to, to privacy, that's great, but always just interested in the sources that people go to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, so I've got tons and tons of sources. But I mean, kind of I guess I kind of bucket it into three areas. So I'll bucket I'll bucket in the three areas. Right. Bucket number one is that I think, as a security professional, uh, we need to understand the things that we're securing, right? Um, If it's technology, and and I happen to be a a technology uh, uh, security and privacy professional, um, then I really want to understand how technologies work. Um, So I spend a lot of time reading O'Reilly and and reading Medium articles, looking at the technologies and capabilities that my IT and and engineering organizations want to use and implement so I can ask smart questions and I can understand our risk levels, right? So... Um, you no, know, so I, you know, I th- probably O'Reilly. You know, I'm, I'm always uh, reading an O'Reilly article or or, or a webcast. Um, you know, that's probably one of my one of my go-to's. But you know, with a lot of like really up and coming futuristic technology, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you'll hear some engineers or some some security professionals post them on on Medium or some other some of these yeah. other uh, conglomerate sites. Um, so I think that my education on technology um, kind of is my my first my first go-to. So uh, you know, I like I like O'Reilly personally. I think it's pretty good. My kind of second one into kind of, uh, you know, what's, what's kind of real time information, right? And because there's lots of real time information coming in in Twitter, there's lots of people communicating on Twitter, um, and Reddit, right? So Twitter and Reddit, I think, great, great sources, uh, great, great forums. And then you find the people that are giving, you know, practical, uh, information and people that are really trying to share, uh, then they're, they're great, they're great tools for getting kind of like real time, you know, short tidbits of information. Right. And then you can go do whatever you want with it, right? You can do some more research, or you can be like, man, hey, what, what's right. going on here? Maybe right. as a starting point. Yeah, yeah. And then probably my third thing is probably more security and privacy related, right? And I think over the years, um, I use this tool. I think it's called a FeedSpot, and it's basically an RSS reader. And I probably have like a thousand, uh, you know, websites on there, right? All the stock ones that probably everybody knows. You know, whether it's information from SANS, you know, what, what they're thinking about or talking about from a security perspective or, you know, Bruce Shiner's, uh, um, you know, uh, blog, which is amazing, right? Even Hacker News, Packet Storm, yeah. Threat Post, right? Like all, like they're all, I don't go to them individually, but, you know, I've got an RSS you feed. Through a feed. Yeah, yeah, it probably has thousands of, uh, of things on there, right? And every day, you know, just going through the RSS feed, seeing, seeing if there's anything new or interesting on there. But uh, mm. you know, that, that's kind of how I bucket information. I think that, you know, that's how you have to do it, right? There's so much uh, information there that, yeah, if you can find a good, you know, RSS reader and, uh, you know, just go out there and pick everything and just watch it all come through and then just filter out what you don't want to read or just not read it or mark it not read. And uh, if you want good information, right, the more sources, the better. Um, Yeah. You know, if you get RSS reader or some other kind of a information conglomerate tool that can, uh, you know, it helps put you in a good spot and get you all kinds of, all kinds of kind of real time information or, or just educational information or, um, you know, or, or just, you know, kind of various aspects of technology, security, privacy, um, you know, et cetera. Obviously you've been doing
0: this for a long time. um, And I'm sure there are many folks that will listen to this one and think, wow, you know, impressive track record. How can I go down the path that Kevin has? If you were, you know, sharing with a listener, trying to take the same path, what would you share as sort of your one point of advice for someone who's just starting out in their security career or privacy career?
1: Yeah, I think from a security or privacy perspective, you know, um, I kind of have this fundamental thought of really understanding the areas of that I'm trying to protect or defend. And, uh, you know, I, I say that, you know, if you're starting out in security and you're a security analyst or you're, a, you know, you're a security operations person, really spend time to understand the systems and the technology. If you're privacy, really understand the personal data, really understand the interactions between the systems, Um, you know, go deep, um, right? Don't just take superficial answers, like like go deep, go deep, think end to end. I think those are are two, uh, you know, some values to to really, really live by. And, um, you know, you really want to not just be a person who's overseeing things, but you want people to come to you and, and be able to really understand those types of questions, uh, right? And if you're coming up, the more knowledgeable you can be, uh, the more help you can be, makes you a more valuable resource, which is going to help you get promoted faster, right? The more valuable of a resource you are, the, the faster you're going to get promoted. So that's kind of kind of my advice.
0: Sound advice. Well, thank you, Kevin, for, uh, for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. This was great. You bet.